Hey, welcome to the Healing She Got Faith show. I am Lily. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith, and I am the host of the Healing She Got Faith talk show. Healing She Got Faith is an organization that was created for adults who are dealing with grief and or on their self-love journey. During this talk show, we talk about grief, healing, self-love, but overall, we are encouraging you to love you the way you love the world okay so we thank you all for tuning in hey welcome to the healing she got faith show this is episode 66 and this week we are celebrating healing she got faith being in business for three years also to this marks the 16th death anniversary of my father and so What I like to do in my grief season is I like to celebrate the days that normally would bring me so much trauma, trial and tribulation, sadness, anger. I like to flip it and turn it into my passion. And so with grief, if you've been following me for a long time, you know that I like to address it. And then once I'm healed and ready to move forward, I like to turn my pain it's a passion. And so that is what we are doing today. So if you are new here, hey guys, welcome to the Healing She Got Faith talk show. I am Lily. I am the founder and I'm so happy to have you here. If you are not new here, yeah, it's been three years. So we are in this thing. I'm so excited. So proud. I have a lot of mixed emotions, but we are definitely going to get into that. So let's go ahead and jump right into our check-in. All right, so we are in the portion of our check-in, which is usually the first segment of every show that we do here at Healing She Got Faith talk show, okay? So what is the check-in? So the check-in is basically us asking, how are we feeling? And so typically you'll hear myself, and it, or if I have a guest, we'll always ask that question, like, how are you feeling? How are you? Or something of that nature. Because before we get started and talking, we always want to check in with ourselves. This is throughout life. This is just a great way to start your day. This is a great way to enter into every situation, even before you go to bed. How are you feeling? And so as you'll see on the show, I'll either say, how am I feeling? Or how are you feeling? And I'm encouraging you to do the same. So enjoy and make sure you're checking in with yourself. And you are now in the check-in portion of this episode. So how am I feeling right now? How do I feel in this moment? I feel accomplished. I feel tired. I do kind of feel heartbroken. Kind of feel let down. But I'm also really excited and appreciative because I've had so many people show up for me and for Healing She Got Faith. And um, and so I'm, I want to appreciate the people and things that I do have here. But I'm also dealing with like a shift in my career, a shift in the organization, a shift in life and things like that. And so I am really trying to acknowledge my feelings as well as be grateful. And so that is where I'm at right now. Um, So there's duality, right? 
we're not taught this in society. We were taught it's either black or white, one or two, A or B. That's it. But there's duality, right? I have such a desire to see my dreams and career come true. But at the same time, I'm continuing to get my heart broken by this industry and by opportunities, partnerships, and things of that nature. Life is continuing to tell me no. So, like, I've never been told so many no's um, that I have, than I have this year. I mean, I'm used to people telling me no. Like, believe it or not, like, I do get people to show up for me. But believe it or not, like, I get told no a lot. This year, every day I've been told no. Every day I've been ignored. Every day I've been ghosted. And so it's starting to weigh down on me. However, last week on April 12th, I had a wine tasting event at my building. And about maybe like somewhere between 12 to 15 people showed up. We did a wine tasting, a local, um, what's it called, organization, PRP Wine, ended up hosting it for us. People showed up. I had wine food. It was a great experience. And I really was poured into it. And then even people from my grief group showed up. They poured into me. And so I'm so grateful for that. And then just got a lot of congratulations. A lot of people like just super proud of me. And so I'm really, really just trying to be in this place of gratitude and showing gratitude and really like just taking in everything that is here. Um, I am heartbroken. <laughs> I feel like I'm always heartbroken. No, I'm just kidding. Let me not say that. But I do feel that I'm ready for a shift. I'm ready for things to move. And I feel like I'm giving my all. And I just don't see the fruits of my labor. I don't see the harvest of my planting. And so I am trying to navigate that. However, I'm so grateful. Like two people brought me flowers during my wine tasting. I had really good feedback. And then I've also been working out every day which makes such a difference. My dogs aren't acting up, which makes such a difference. And so I'm really starting to meet people that are people I've been praying for, people that I want in my village. And so currently I am I am good, but I'm also processing all the no's I've heard. So I'm good, but I'm also processing. And so that is my check-in. Let's go ahead and jump right into our icebreaker. Here at Healing She Got Faith, no matter if we're on the podcast, no matter if we have a guest, and no matter if we're at a conference, a professional development, any type of workshop, we always do one icebreaker, which really is just me bringing a bunch of affirmation cards, and we pick them, and we say if they resonate with this, why or why not, and we discuss it. It's a great icebreaker for any type of activity. It really gets people talking you get people kind of comfortable it really um beats the traditional icebreaker of like the awkwardness of trying to get people's names and stuff like that but instead we ask really intense questions and or we just read some things and we read out loud and we say does it resonate why or why not a lot of times on top of that you just get people to be more comfortable in starting conversation and people start to be engaged so healing she got faith we do that no matter what and we'll always do it so here for this segment we will always welcome to our icebreaker segment and now you are in the icebreaker segment of today's episode and so today I will be pulling cards from black female therapist affirmation cards 
the first card I choose is stress-free. And it says, today I am stress-free. And as I release my stress, my feelings of well-being increase. I allow myself to see the true magnitude of my stressors as small and insignificant. I am free of all tension and I am at peace. Mm. Today I am stress-free and as I release my stress, my feelings of well-being increase. I allow myself to see the true magnitude of my stressors as small and insignificant. I am free of all tension and I am at peace. My second card is letting go. Today I am letting go things and thoughts that do not serve me. I am letting go anxiety about the future and trust the situations are already resolved. I have everything I need at this moment. Ooh, that was, ooh, that was for me. Okay, let's start with that one, letting go. So if you heard in the check-in, I am just, you know, processing my feelings, trying to figure out what it is. And so right now, I think what I got from this card is just letting go, letting go of the control, letting go of the idea, letting go of the thought process, letting go of the the ideas that I thought would be here, right? Because things shift. And I think it's important to know that like, Things can shift in your passion. So what you thought might be good for you actually just may need a little adjustment. So what you thought might work for you, the things are lining up to where it is providing exactly what you asked for, but it does not look like what you asked for, right? So it says, today I'm letting go things and thoughts that do not serve me. So let's start there. Telling myself that I'm not good enough has to go. Letting go of people who are leeches have to go. Letting go of things, thoughts that hold me back and do not pour into me and do not feed my soul have to go. I'm letting go anxiety about the future. I'm going to break this sentence down. I am letting go anxiety about the future. So for me, in the season that I'm in, letting go of what will happen in the future. I'm not worried about the future. I'm worried about the present. Worrying about what I'm doing today, worrying about what's in front of me. Somebody sent me a text the other day that said, hey, how are you? And I was like, I'm good. She said, well, what makes you good? And I said, honestly, I'm just present. I can't worry about the future. I can't worry about the past. Can't change the past. Can't force the future. But in the present moment, I am here. And so remembering that, remembering that I am here and I am okay. And trust that situations are already resolved. So what I don't see in my business, knowing that everything that is supposed to happen is already resolved, the answer is already there. I have everything I need at this moment. And I need to believe that. I need to believe that I have everything that I ever need. And it is here at this moment. And I, I, I know it. And I need to believe that. So I'm letting go of things and thoughts that do not serve me. And even with letting go, so there might be certain things that we are all holding on to because of love, because of passion, because of loyalty. But some of these things are really, really holding us back. And so there are some things that we never thought we could live without and we have to let them go. There are things that we really thought we were going to have and it was really going to be in our future, but we have to let them go. There are people that we thought we were going to be with forever, whether that's a friendship, whether that's our parents, whether that is a boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever it is, we really thought they were our forever and they're not here. So letting go of all of that. There are certain things that we are holding on to. And the reason why we can't move forward is because we are not letting go of the things that are holding us back. 
So today, I am letting go of things and thoughts that do not serve me. Ooh, that was deep. Okay, stress-free. Today, I'm stress-free. And as I release my stress, my feelings of well-being increase. I think that's exactly what I like to do. What is my well-being? What state am I in? How do I feel? Why do I feel that way, right? Being stress-free is, stress is hard. Being a social worker is hard because there's always stress. Being a community social worker is double that because there's always stress. Where is the next check going to come from? How are my clients? What What about the building? Like, even small stuff to, like, does somebody leave a candle on? Is the wax warmer still on? Is somebody going to break in? Like, just stressful things that I have no control over, right? Today, I'm stress-free, and as I release my stress, my feelings of well-being increase. So coming to that place of I have to let go. I have to let go of that control. I allow myself to see the true magnitude of my stressors as small and insignificant. This is so powerful. We allow too many things to have so much power over us when really they don't have to. I am free of all tension and I am at peace. And this is where that working out, that self-care, that taking care of you. I'm literally drinking a glass of wine right now because I have leftover wine from my wine tasting from my three-year celebration. I'm literally munching on pretzels when I'm editing this podcast. I'm listening to my Audible book. I'm in. I'm here by myself. There is no distractions. There's. No, I am at peace right now. I am safe. I am in a place that I am able to be creative, and I am in a place that fuels my soul. I am stress-free. Cheers. Ooh, I have to tell you what that wine is. Ooh, and that is our icebreaker, y'all. So let go and learn to be stress-free, okay? Now let's go ahead and jump into the topic of the day. And now you are entering into the main course meal of the episode, which is the topic. So you can always find the topics either in the show notes or on the calendar or on social media. But this is the portion where we literally break down the topic and just have a real life discussion of life. So enjoy the episode hope you take something good from it always remember to love you the way you love the world and we are now in the topic of the day which is happy birthday healing she got faith and rest in peace daddy so this is definitely a grief season for me and so let me tell y'all what happened so on April 11th, I was just minding my own business. I was kind of thinking about like what I was going to do for the wine tasting, what type of food I was going to get. Like I had an idea, but you know, money been tight. So I was like, well, you know, and so I'm talking to some of my people in my village. And so like they helping me out. And so I'm at the building and I had worked out. I had took the dogs on the walk and I would go on Snapchat. And I haven't been on Snapchat in a while because I don't know, like Snapchat just not my thing. So I go on there and memories show up. And so the memories of like me posting my father. So like just different videos and things of that nature. And I get really, really sad. Like I'm like, dang, like I straight miss this man. <laughs> like, And so my dad died when he was 45. He died of a massive heart, a massive heart attack. He died while he was at work. Like literally either going to a staff meeting or leaving staff, staff meeting. I don't remember. But nevertheless, he died at work. 
And so it's been 16 years. And I'm like, dang, it's really been 16 years. So we've reached the point where he's been gone longer than what I than how I had him. So I only had him for 15 years. My dad, I was 15 when my dad died. So we're in the 16 years. So now he has officially been gone longer than the amount of years I experienced with my father. And so that kind of hit me really hard. Like I was like, dang, like it's already been 16 years. And so I always wonder like who my father would have been, like what lifestyle changes. And so one of the things I always remember about my dad is right before he died, he had, he was so excited. I remember he brought me and my brother to the, to his apartment. Him and my mother had recently had got a divorce and he brought us and he was like, I'm just so excited. And he enrolled into culinary school at a local community college. And he was so excited. Like he was just so proud of himself. And he was, he was just so excited. So my father had worked in the food and beverage industry. So management of restaurants, um, what's it called? Um, they're not called fundraisers. Um, oh my gosh. Why? What's the word? Tip of the tongue. Franchises. Yeah. So like he opened a lot of franchises. He just did a lot in the food and beverage industry. Like he loved the industry, like how I love social work. Like my father loved food and beverage. And so he had enrolled into culinary school. His ultimate goal was to create a diner. He loved New York style diners. It was always just so fun. Like that, that was his life. And so I think back to that, like, what would he have looked like? Would like, like, would he have got that degree? Would he have been a chef? Like, what would that have looked like? Because I know my fa- my father loves to cook. I know he loved food and beverage. I know my father was really trying to just be a better person, especially after the, the divorce. The divorce took a lot out of my dad. And as a child, I witnessed that. Like, I witnessed, like, daddy, like, you struggling, right? My dad talked to me a lot. I always tell people this, like, I'm so spoiled now because, like, if a man can't go to the store and buy me pads, like, I can't date him because, like, I was the only gal my dad would go to the store and straight buy me period stuff. Like, he would buy me pads. I would have New York style pizza, ice cream, heating pads. He even had stuff for me to do my bath. Like, my daddy had it set up. So, like, if you can't do that for me, what can you do for me, okay? (laughs) My daddy set that standard. So, you either going to do it or you're not, (laughs) period. Um, and so like just having memories like that, right? I know my dad loved boxing. I knew I know his favorite color was blue. I know his favorite pair of shoes was a five dollar pair of shoes from Walmart. I, he loved no matter if it was shorts, jeans, khaki slacks, he always tucked them in. My dad was five feet, so he always had to get all his clothes hemmed. His shirt was always tucked in. I remember the deodorant, the cologne that he had on. I remember him having a ball spot. So like I still remember like what he smells like. And so I think back to that and growing up without my father was detrimental to me. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why my love life is the way it is, because I don't necessarily know what it's like to be loved by a man, because I feel like if you can't love me unconditionally the way my father did, then you can't love me. And that was one thing, like, I was the heart, and I still am, like, if you ask my siblings, they're going to tell you I'm crazy, they're going to tell you that I'm extremely difficult to deal with, and, um, you know, and I, I knew, being the daughter of my father, I knew that even in that, he still loved me unconditionally, 
there were still no, and me and my dad argued, oh my God, me and my dad argued so much. And part of the reason why we argued, and, and this goes for both of my parents, is because I act so much like them, especially my father. I act so much and like when he looked at me, he saw himself and it made him angry because one thing, like when I was young and I remember like, especially my middle school days, y'all know middle schoolers were terrible are terrible <laughs> my middle school is like I used to tell him like you created this like you created me you created this and I just remember like one day in one of our arguments saying that and it like hit him and he was like he was just like whatever Lisa and he went into his room and that was that but you know I just I wish I was mature enough and old enough to have conversation with him like it's getting to the point where like there's some things I just don't know about my father there's questions and things that I need to know that I just don't know because I was so young he's not here and so I have to you know I have to become one with that I have to become okay with that but the reality is like I miss that man I miss that man so much like and sometimes and you know, this is something that I've had to deal with, too. Like, when my mother died, I felt like her death overshadowed his. They died 11 years apart. I feel like her death overshadowed his, and I never wanted to forget my dad. And I don't think I ever will be able to forget him, but I never wanted to. And I and I think that was always a fear of mine. Like, I'm going to forget my dad. Nobody's going to remember him, blah, blah, blah. And that's not necessarily true, per se, but you know, that's a thought. And I think that that's a normal thought that we all go through because I have gotten to the point where there are minutes now that I don't think about my parents. There are times when I'm out having a good time, I don't think about it. But like I just, like I said, I'm celebrating my three-year business anniversary, and my parents aren't here to see it. They're not here to see the building. They're not here to see my accomplishment. And going through graduations, becoming an entrepreneur, going into my career is extremely difficult without having my parents. And it's hard. And so being able to do that, and I still get extremely sad over my parents. Like when I go to weddings and seeing the father-daughter dance, my heart breaks because I'll never get that. When I go to weddings and see the mother and son dance, my heart breaks. I look at my siblings and my heart breaks. My heart breaks with my siblings because I know the pain I'm going through and I know they're going through a very similar pain, but no matter if we've been through the same situation, you'll never know somebody else's pain. And some people just don't talk about it. And sometimes there is nothing to talk about. Sometimes you don't know how to formulate what you have to say. And so, you know, I like to do things in my father's memory. Like I like to wear blue. Like when I decorated the wine tasting, everything was blue. Like he, he has, he loved blue. I have a tattoo no, that's my mom's that on my left side of my chest and it's blue in his memory. Um, I just try to do things in his memory. I look just like my father too. Like there's no denying, like even if he wanted to deny me as his child, he really couldn't. Like I look like that man from the rooter to the tutor. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, dealing with that and I deal with grief on a daily basis with myself with other people and so when I have the moments of like I'm really grieving this I have to sit here and deal with it and so it, it's hard it's hard because I miss my daddy I'm, I miss my daddy uh, and I know my life would have looked so much different if my daddy would have been here and so it comes to that point like maybe he was only meant to be on earth for 45 years you know I don't know how that works like I think there's different theories I think there's different 
you know, things, you know, if you believe in God, you believe that God never makes mistakes. If you believe that, you know, life, ha I guess I feel like that. I feel like life happens. I feel like, but also after going through as much death as I've been through, I also realized that like, even if somebody dies at the age of three, their calling was only to be on this earth for three years for whatever reason i don't know the reason i don't know and it's probably not even wrong you know right maybe not wrong maybe there's not a right or wrong answer maybe there's not an answer i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know that's a rabbit hole we can go down but i know grief exists and i know grief is something that i've been dealing with for a very long time and i know i miss my dad i know i have memories of my father and i miss that I miss traveling with him. My dad used to always take us to Florida. I miss my dad, like, just having a good time. I miss his smile. I know my daddy loved to dance. Now my daddy was a drinker. That's where I get it from. <laughs> Both my parents were drinkers, actually. But um, my daddy loved to dance. I love to dance. So, you know, there's a lot of similarities that I have with my father. And I just miss that man. And I just, you know, I hope that... One day I have an understanding, but also, too, I hope that one day I do see him again. And I hope that, you know, I can have a conversation with him because I I go through heartbreak on a daily basis because I lost him at such a young age. And, you know, that brings me to celebrating Healing She Got Faith in three years. You know, the day I decided to turn Healing She Got Faith into a blog was April 12th so that I could turn my pain into passion. And I really started Healing She Got Faith as a blog because I wanted to provide a safe space for adults who are dealing with grief because there's a lack of resources for adults who are dealing with grief. It's not impossible, but it's very small and few and in between, right? So even with that in mind, I wanted to just like show adults like it's okay to say, hey, I miss my mom. Hey, I miss this. Hey, I do this, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted it to represent a day that brought tragedy. I remember April 12, 2007, like it was yesterday. And me and my brother, because of the divorce, we used to go to my dad's house Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I remember this day we had went to this buffet called Old Town old country buffet old town buffet i think it's called old country buffet old country town buffet something like that and we used to go all the time when prior to the divorce we used to go so we went i just remember seeing my dad being as he was at peace i remember him saying like he was having chest pains a little bit at that time you know i wouldn't have known that what that meant and so he was just so at peace the next day we wake up, my dad had a short fuse. He had short man syndrome. He had a short fuse, right? So I remember, like, waking up, and he's, like, cussing. He's, like, where's my shoes? Da -da -da -da. And I'm, like, bro, you can't be mad at us because we don't know where your shoes are. We don't wear them. And so I just, and I remember, like, telling him, like, daddy, like, we had such a good night last night. You know, don't ruin it. He was, like, you right. And so... He'd be like, you right. He goes and makes this coffee. He gets ready. And I remember, like, I had got really into cameras, right? So this is back when cell phones didn't have cameras on them. So we was actually buying, like, digital cameras. And I remember, like, he was, like, that week, he was like, Lisa, did you bring your camera? Can you take some pictures of me? Because, like, that's when MySpace was getting 
pretty big and he like can you, can you take some pictures of me i was like dang daddy i need to bring my camera this week and i was like i forgot it and he was like oh that's okay that's okay and so i was like but next week i promise i'll bring it he was like yeah yeah that's that's cool that's cool or whatever because he he wanted me to take pictures of him and so i remember like i remember being so sad like i was just like man like the one time i don't bring my camera because i brought that camera everywhere me and like nobody ever bothered me but like that day i left my camera at my mom's house and he wanted me to use it and I couldn't because I left it. And so um I remember we got ready. He dropped me off at I was in high school at the time. He dropped me off first. Got in the car. I was like, all right, daddy, I love you. He was like, I love you too. He's like, I'll call you tonight. Have a great day at school. I was like, all right, daddy, love you. Going to the school. My brother used to go to school like two hours after me. So I got to school like at 7:20. He got to school. It was like at 9 or 9:20. So that day I came on my period and I had like the worst cramps ever. And so I had a friend, she was in my class and she had, she had snuck her cell phone in and cause I don't know, maybe did my cell phone get taken away? I don't know why I didn't have my cell phone. Maybe it was broke. I was always breaking my cell phone, but nevertheless, I had to use my friend's cell phone. And so I called my mom. She's like, let me call your dad, see if he'll come get you. And that was like kind of far-fetched cause like my dad never left, um, never left work to come get us ever and so she called me she's like hey your dad's about to go into a staff meeting but he said afterwards he'll come and get you and I was like for real she's like yeah and so my sister worked with my dad at the time and I remember her saying that like he looked sick and she was like hey maybe you should just go home she was like you look a little pale or whatever and so he was like yeah your mom just called me said Lisa's having bad cramps I'm gonna do a staff meeting and I'm gonna just go ahead and go home and so my sister's like, oh, okay. And so she said she turned her back around. When she turned her back around, he fell. And when he fell, he died. And so I remember, like, hearing the stories of, like, his staff members, like, running to him. I remember somebody, like, grabbing my sister. They called 911, and it took 911 20 minutes. My mom had to call a cab to get to where my dad was, and... I remember like I'm at school and I'm not really knowing what's going on. And I remember calling my mom. I hadn't heard from her a couple hours. I was like, hey mom, just getting an update. We had testing in school that day. So I was in one classroom. So at that point, we really wasn't doing much of anything. And she was like, I could just hear her. She's like, Lisa, I Lisa, I and I'm like, Mom, if he can't come get me, it's fine. I mean, we're not doing nothing in school. And she was like, No, Lisa. And I'm like, mom, it's okay. Like, you tripping. Like, it's nothing. She's like, Lisa, they think your dad had a heart attack. And I was like, whoa. And she's like, I got to call you back. And I start crying. Like, I give my friend her phone, and I, like, start crying. And later that day, my sister, my cousin, and my uncle came up to tell me that my dad didn't make it. And I remember falling in the counselor suite and crying and losing my mind. And my, my sister's like, we got to go up to the hospital. Like, cause they're, because they were divorced, the kids. And, like, when you learn more about grief and you learn more about policies and things like that. So, the kids had the ultimate say-so. My sister was the only one over age, so she was the one that had to take over. So, we had to go up to the hospital, identify the body, do all type of stuff. And so, I get to the hospital. His body is just laying there. And I remember the chaplain being like, you can talk to him. And I'm like... And I just remember hugging him 
and just crying. And I remember being like, I just love you so much. Because at the age of 15, I don't know that my father knew how much I loved him. And something to this day that I struggle with is I hate that I didn't have this stupid camera. (laughs) I hate that so much that I didn't have that stupid camera that day because I missed out on the opportunity to take pictures of him. And so that's a part of grief too. You get these, these regretful emotions of damn. And all the times I forgot the camera, that's the time I forgot the camera because that was the last time I would have ever been able to capture him. And so now I'm stuck with the very few and in between pictures because, like I said, that wasn't an error, an era that we had access like we do now. So that's something that eats me up every single day is I didn't have that stupid camera. And I don't know that my dad knew how much he was loved. And I know that my dad was crazy about his kids, crazy about his grandkids and all of that. But I know now that I know, I know my dad struggled with insecurities. I know that he struggled with depression, probably, probably was having an identity crisis. And so I just always think about that. Like, I wish there were resources. I wish asking for help was more popular back then. Because I feel like it probably could have saved my dad's life. And honestly, and I've always said that, my dad died from a broken heart. Like, I feel like my father felt like he failed as a man. He failed his family because of the divorce and because of everything that was going on. Like, I feel that my father was so heartbroken that his body couldn't handle it. And I know for a long time, my mom beat herself up about that. Like, I'm the reason your dad died because I'm the one that filed for divorce and, you know, I know my mom beat herself up and like, cause I remember like going to his funeral and, sh- and like she having a breakdown. Cause we was on our way to the funeral and the fucking car like went up in smoke. And I remember like her being like, it's my fault. It's my fault. Like it's my fault. We even had to do that. And I, and he promised me he would never leave me. Like he made that promise to me. Like he told me we would always be here. And like seeing my mom have this breakdown because my mom and dad had been together since they were 15. So when they were getting a divorce, it had been like their 25th anniversary or whatever. And so I just remember like my mom being like, he promised he would never leave me. Like he promised me this. He 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 made this promise to me and he left me like he left me like I know he was going to divorce. We was going to get back together like we was working on it. And I do remember them going on a date or two prior to him passing away and you know it was just one of them things where um it was just one of them things where you know we'll never know because it never came so I, I remember that and I remember my mom's reaction and that broke my heart as her daughter because she was really really hurt despite the divorce despite but just the timing of everything and I remember being that 15 year old who was just confused you know my sister was 25 I was 15 and my brother was 10 so very confusing ages to lose a parent and then to now in that memory open a grief center 
open a place that's strictly for grief, that's for adults who are dealing with grief, those weird ages. And I know they're always with me, right? I know that their legacy lives on. But also, too, like, sometimes I just want my parents. Like, my one of my biggest fears is having a wedding because they're not going to be there. And I hope that whoever I marry, you know, sets aside empty chairs with roses that are their favorite colors and has pictures so that they're there. Um, but going through graduation, buying my first house, me and my siblings buying this community office, starting our business ship journey, um, it's hard not to have them, right? So that is kind of where we're at with this, right? I think, and as you can hear, I'm crying. <laughs> you know, and that happens with grief. That happens when you sit here and you realize and you play back and you become very open and vulnerable with this type of information, right? So there's duality. I'm grieving my father, but I'm celebrating my business. They both correlate with each other. I wouldn't have my business if it wasn't for the grief that I went through. I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for my father, right? So there's duality. So I can be extremely excited about my business, but I can also miss my father terribly, okay? All right, y'all. I'm going to end this episode here. Um, I'm also going to go dry my face, <laughs> but I think this is good too, because if you're holding on to tears, I want you to know that you no longer have to hold on. Go ahead and release it, whatever you're holding on to, because your body feels what you hold on to and your body's also holding on to that. And being in my 30s and going through what I'm going through physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, and having somebody that I'm working out with who also does stretches. And every day when she's helping me stretch, she's telling me, release it. Don't hold on to it. Release it. Release it. Because sometimes we hold on to pain because it's comforting. So release those tears. Crying doesn't make you weak. Crying while you talk is okay. Crying when you get triggered is okay. Release it. Okay, guys? I love you guys, but I want you to love you the way you love the world. Let's go ahead and end our episode with our affirmation. All right, so you are now about to hear our affirmation. I want to give you an affirmation to carry for the week. So from Monday to Monday, you at least have an affirmation that you are repeating to yourself every day. She got faith. Listen, we want to give you affirmation to get through the week. So enjoy. All right, we are now in the affirmation portion of the talk show. And so today's affirmation is, my body is healing and feels strong today. And so I wanted this to be the affirmation because speaking with grief or speaking about grief, we hold a lot of that in. And so what I'm learning in my workout journey is like, I have so much tension in my hips, in my arms, in my thighs, in my glutes, in my hands. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how weak my wrists were. And a lot of it is the tension and trauma and stress and grief that my body is holding on to. And so when I started this journey in 2017, which was like my healing, the start of my healing journey, I realized that like there we hold 
stress in our body. So like a lot of, and I learned about it from like gut health. So a lot of people don't have good gut health because they're holding so much in that. And so what I'm learning is I'm, I'm holding it in places I didn't even know existed in my body, right? Like my wrist. Like I like to me, I use my wrists every day, but like no, they're weak as hell. Like, um, I had got stretched out and she went to go grab, I think it was my shoulder, and it was such a big knot. Like, I'm probably gonna have to go to a chiropractor after like I pay her to do her stretches, y'all. If you have somebody that can do stretches and you can afford the stretches and the chiropractor, please invest in that because our bodies need to heal. But I've been working out and I've been getting stressed out and so like she's literally like speaking into my body like let it go stop holding on to it let it go let it go stop holding on to it and then also too like when the very first time she stretched me and her name is Carmen if you watch Carmen on my TikToks and so Carmen is saying the first time she ever stretched me she said I'm gonna try to speak to your body and I'm gonna ask you to do the same in your mind like because I need your body to know that you're safe, right? So I'm a person that I don't feel too safe around people. And that's a hard reality. I'm around people all day, every day. So to realize that I don't feel safe is hard, right? And so she said, I'm going to speak to your body and let them know that I'm a safe place. I want you to do the same. And so every day, guys, I have to speak to my body and tell my body we're safe. The thing about your body is your body knows what to do. We're the ones that hold it back. We're the toxic ones. We're the ones that hold it back, right? We're the ones that don't allow our bodies to function the way it does because of everything that we hold on. So today, I want you to tell your body, we are healing and we are strong today. So this week's affirmation is, my body is healing and feels strong today. Personalize it. Talk to your feet. Feet, we are strong today. Thank you so much for holding you up. Shoulders. We are strong today. We are lifted up today. Back. We are straight today. We are as tall as can be. Talk to your tailbone, like tailbone. Thank you so much for always guiding my body core. Thank you so much for being strong. We are healing and we are strong today. Okay, guys. I'll catch you next Monday. I love you, but love you the way you love the world. Bye, guys. April housekeeping. Okay, so blog update. I haven't been writing blogs, so I'm just not really sure what direction I'm going with that. So just be on the lookout. We are still looking for sponsors. We need sponsors for the building. We're looking for sponsors to help with the coffee bar and snack bar. Just keeping it stocked with coffee, water, and different types of snacks. We're also looking for if you just want to sponsor some programs, um, maybe sponsor some participants and things of that nature. We can definitely give you more information so you can reach us at healingshegotfaith.com. We have a new partnership with Self Care is for Everyone. Self Care is for Everyone is a website that I discovered um, probably a couple years ago. I buy all my affirmation shirts from there. I buy gear. I get stuff for my grief groups, like gifts and stuff like that. When you purchase from them, you're actually supporting a local artist. They uh, And they also help with mental health resources. And so I will have a link in the show notes that you can purchase through my link and get a small discount for purchasing through my link. And so if you like the clothes that I wear, if you 
like mental health resources if you're into just wearing positive and um clothing that just affirms who you are in your mental health journey this is definitely an organization you want to support and shop through we have our men's group coming up i'm super excited about this that will be community led by two community people and i'm so excited so be on the lookout for the men's group that is actually called healing he got faith as you know you can catch this talk show every monday at 3 p.m central and then make sure you are following us on all social media platforms to do the one-stop shop go ahead and hit up healingshegotfaith.com slash links this will also be in the show notes i love you guys but love you the way you love the world All right, we have came to the end of our show. I really appreciate you for listening and sticking with us and coming every Monday at 3 p.m. Central to hang out with us. I appreciate you guys. I can't thank you enough to my listeners, followers, everybody, friends, family who loves and believes in everything that I'm doing. I really, really thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you, but I always want you to remember to love you the way you love the world. And I'll catch you next Monday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.